What if I told you that someone's going to wake up and start facing the problems and challenges that they've been avoiding? That someone's going to make changes that will transform their life? That someone's going to let go of their fear and start pursuing their dreams? What if I told you that this person could be you? It's time to step up your awareness and start taking control of your life. Discover a life of meaning and purpose. Empower yourself to be the best that you can be. It's all here in the Garrett's Guidance Show. Welcome to the Garrett's Guidance Show. I'm your host, Garrett Cano. Every week we come to talk to you about purpose. We come to talk to you about passion, about how you can find more meaning in your life. We come to talk to you about awareness and how you can increase your self-confidence and feel more empowered. And this week we are going to cover the importance of keeping a level head when you're going about your daily life in society. And my inspiration for this talk came because I've, I've noticed more and more that people are going nuts out there. Like, <laughs> humanity is starting to lose its mind, especially in North America. I can't believe the amount of craziness. You, I mean, you turn on any kind of media, whether it's through, you know, any form of news that you're getting. I don't care wherever it is. It just seems like every headline and every single bit of information is about how people are going nuts. And then you look on social media and there's evidence of it anywhere. I, you have to do this, by the way. If you want to see how nuts people are getting, watch what Donald Trump posts on Twitter. But that's funny enough as is. But then watch the responses that people have. Like it's utter insanity. And then I've, I've been, I told you guys I've been on this carnivore diet for a while where I'm basically just eating meat. Now, I'm not strict to carnivore. I, I you know, once a week I cheat. So, I mean, I'll have other things other than just meat on a weekend or something like that. You know, I'll have one day a week where I'll, I'll eat whatever I want. But when I, when I look at some of the information, even on social media, I happen to follow a guy named Sean Baker, who is one of the leading people for, um, for the carnivore movement. He's one of the big guys who's, he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast and all sorts of things. When I watch what he puts out there, which is antagonizing as is, he just, you know, he'll, he'll attack vegans left, right, and center. I find that amusing. But then you, you look at the debate that goes back and forth between like vegans and on the carnivore diet and back and forth. It's so dogmatic and crazy. You just think, don't people have a level head anymore? But what's more insane is not only do you have people on social media going nuts, but it's infiltrating into other areas of society. I'm starting to notice that this is becoming more and more problematic and I'm getting concerned. The concern is that everyone is starting to be a victim and everyone is starting to be offended by almost everything that's being said. And there seems to be no rationality and no view of what, what is what somebody's intending to say. And it just seems like um, more and more that 
are, we're starting to censor each other. We're starting to censor our speech. We're starting to censor our behavior and we're policing each other. This isn't good. I think part of the insanity that's going on in social media, in the political realm and in other areas of society, this is a repression of energy. What's going on is that people are becoming so fed up with being censored all the time that they need to express themselves somewhere. And where they want to do it is any outlet they can find. And social media is a place where people can just ramp up the energy and express themselves and attack somebody because they feel like they're, they're, they're tired of, of not saying what they feel. And it's, it's insanity. It's insanity. So I want to lead you down this journey. And, and what inspired me, the, the biggest inspiration is that I feel that I am working overtime trying to censor myself and what I say. And I've started to notice that, that stress within me. And I, I thought about it. I thought, why is this such a big deal now? And part of the reason for this is because I've noticed that in my conversation with people, rather than looking at the intention of what I say, people will criticize any little point that they find offensive. It could be a word. It could be a statement. It could be almost anything that offends them. It could be my tone of voice. It could be a gesture. But regardless, I've noticed that people are becoming more sensitive. Now, luckily, I mean, I haven't been in trouble because of this. I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting fired because of this. But I've noticed that people's reaction when I talk to them, they're starting to become more sensitive. Where in the past, I could have a loose tongue and people wouldn't take it as so offensive. It's the outrage that I see with people in speech now. And it's starting to concern me. So I want to give a couple examples just so that you're, you know, I'm giving a lot of, of, of detail, but not a lot of examples that can kind of tie it all together. I'll, I'll give you an example. Ten years ago, uh, a friend of mine, he's, he's a gay man. Uh, him and I were spending some time together and uh, we're, he happened to be a, a colleague slash friend. Um, one of the things that he, I was saying one time when we were sp- hanging out together, I said something about um, something that I had seen that I thought was really weird looking. And I said, ah, that's gay. And that that's gay meant to be that that thing's weird or something like that. It meant to be it was a derogatory term. He looked at me and said, you know, I hate when you use that. And I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to use that offensively. And he says, nah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. And then he, you know, he'd make fun of me because I used to be in a fraternity. So he said, you frat boys don't know what you're doing. Or he'd call me an idiot or something like that. But it, it, between the two of us, you know, he kind of understood my intention. He understood that my intention wasn't to offend him. It was a slip of the tongue and he'll chastise me for it briefly, but it's nothing that's outrageous. And if I did that on the street, it'd be a little bit different. My response and how the person interacts with me might be a little bit different. So with friends, you can kind of joke around about the fact that you're being an idiot. But when you're in public, that you have to apologize a little bit more clearly. So somebody might say to you, you know, they did 10 years ago, they would say, hey, um, I happen to be gay. So saying that's gay to, to, to me, really, I don't appreciate that. And so there's, there's a little bit more um, of a tone of anger with that person. But I'm not being chastised. They're not going to attack me personally. They're not going to attack my character. They're not going to be outraged as if I killed their best friend or I killed their family member. They're just going to call me out and say, hey, you know, that that term that you use is is offensive now. Please don't try to use that. And I'll, I'll even apologize and acknowledge, listen, I you know what? That was my ignorance. 
My apologies. Let's continue. But I that never comes between um, respect. That never gets in the way of debating something in a conversation. That never used to be a problem. So if I was talking to anybody, a random stranger, you know, a person on the street or a friend, these things that I would say would never inter, inter, interfere with the relationship. It would never cause the amount, the degree of outrage that you see today. It would be a process in which the two of us develop mutual respect and continue on the conversation because they recognize intention. Intention matters in a conversation. And somehow, I don't know how, our societies evolved to the point where not only do they throw out your intention and think you must have nefarious intentions because you used a word or used a statement, but they'll chastise for it, chastise you for it. They'll get aggressive with you for it. It's insane. A, a good a, a good recent example that I'd seen is that there was somebody who is, you know, you're going to have to excuse me on, I don't remember who the congressman or the person running for Congress or the Senate. It was some political person in the United States. They're running and I was reading about them briefly. And he had made this statement monkeying around. And he used it in a way in which, um, if you take a look at the sentence, he said something to the effect of, you know, when when you're out doing this, I can see that you're out monkeying around and you're, and you're not being, you know, a, a good person. You know, he meant monkeying around as in you're messing around with something. But people took that as a racist statement that monkeying around is extremely racist and started to call this person a bigot. And, you know, this racist person now simply because he used the term monkeying around. And this is the insanity that, that is coming up. I, you could probably see that on a daily basis. Anything that Trump says, I mean, it doesn't matter whether he says Merry Christmas or I hope you have a good weekend. They'll call him a bigot, a racist, a homophobe. They'll call him every name in the book for anything that he says. And I just think that there's no rationality anymore. Like you have to be rational and take a look at what is somebody honestly trying to say? Even though they may be, they may have some ignorance in there. That's fair. You can call out somebody's ignorance without being outraged and attacking someone's character. And so if I've noticed that I've had a slight attack from people. It's not something huge, but it's enough to say, what's going on here? I've never had to censor myself as much as I do now. It's a concern because I've noticed that we're policing each other to such a degree that I believe that there's a possibility in the future that if, if we don't correct ourselves and allow people to express themselves freely, and what you can call out is like, you can say, like, listen, the way you approach that was kind of ignorant, but, you know, I'll forgive you because I understand where you're coming from. If you can create that understanding, then there's a possibility of dialogue going forward. But when you can't have dialogue, when you can't talk about it and you make somebody out to be an enemy, you make them out in this dogmatic fashion to say, I'm the good guy and you're the bad guy because you said something. Now you're putting society in a dangerous place because if we start censoring each other like that, there's always a reason for you to be offended. Always. There's always something that somebody could say somewhere that's offensive to you. But the key is to try to understand the message. What is it that they're trying to bring forward in a dialogue, in a conversation, in a speech, in whatever it is that you can understand and bring with you to, to be able to talk about rather than just being completely offended by everything that goes on. 
Now, I've really worked hard. This is the, the, the asinine thing. I've really worked hard on trying to be able to correct myself, to be more politically correct, and to be able to address people in an appropriate manner. But what I've noticed is that the more I try, the more people are offended. And so I'm starting to wonder what the heck is going on. And so here's what I think is going on. Here's what I think the big, the big issue is. It started out in um, the arena of progressive thought where we somehow have demonized people who don't agree with us. We have somehow demonized people who, um, who happen to be of, of a different point of view. If they are the same point of view, if they're a similar point of view, I've noticed that there's more condolences. But when there are different points of view, people will demonize that other point of view. And that is problematic big time. That is part of the tribalism that's taking place because the only way you make progress, real progress collectively, is by having a dialogue and trying to understand another person's point of view. And if you're chastising freedom of speech, and if you're demonizing the person even for having speech, what is left? The answer? Violence. If I can't talk to you, what's left? It's violence. So I've noticed that there's this underlining aggression that is building up in society because we can't have an open dialogue anymore. That people are just demonizing. And that is not good for our society. That means future deterioration. So stay right there. We'll get right back. Trying to come up with some smooth and waiting on the right time to make my move. But I just can't wait no more. Can't let you slip out that door. Prettiest thing I ever seen before. Got me spinning around. I ain't even on the dance floor. Hey guys, Garrick and O here, and I wanted to announce that I'm releasing my audio program, Believe in Us, absolutely free for you to download as of October. First, That's right. On October 1st, you can get hours and hours of content on how you can improve your relationship absolutely free. Not a dime out of your pocket. I'm not asking for your email. I'm not asking for anything like that. All you have to do is go to garrettsguidance.com after October 1st, 2018 and download the program. And guess what? I'm actually giving you permission to copy it and to share it with whoever you like. That's right. You can use it however you see fit. So bottom line is that if you want information on how to improve your relationship, on how you can get through things like communication challenges, maybe even an affair, or if you just want to improve your relationship in general and find out some key information that I share with you that's actually backed by research, just go to garrettsguidance.com and download Believe in Us. And you can download it by section if you want. You want something on specifically about affairs? Go ahead and download that. If you want something on how to improve your relationship on different areas, Go ahead and download that. Whatever area, communication, however you want to do it, it's up to you. Just go to garrettsguidance.com and download that as of October 1st. Yeah, I'm the only one to get the job done. I don't know a nigga that could cover for me. Yeah, got some game from my day. So she might say she love me. She don't love me like she say she love me. Believe me, believe me. I'm the nigga boy that love me in the street. I'm not trying to find no 
Welcome back to the Garen Skyden Show. Today we're talking about the importance of having a level head. And I've given some examples before the break, but if you really want more examples, honestly, just turn on turn on the TV for five minutes. Go on social media for five minutes. You'll find somebody who's offensive or who is offended and virtue signaling or sharing an article about, you know, how outraged they are about something in our society. And it's just insanity, folks. It's insanity. And level heads need to come back to our society. And you have to be one of those people. You have to be one of those people who can go in your workplace and look at somebody who's virtue signaling and playing the victim and screaming bloody murder and say, look, what is this person's, the person who you say offended you? What was their real intention? Did they really intend to harm you by what they said? Did they really intend to create chaos by what they said or what they did? Or was this a mistake and an ignorance on their part that just needs a, 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 a verbal warning or a, um, an acknowledgement of what they did as opposed to firing them? Because that's what's happening. People are getting fired over this. I can't believe I, when I read a story the other day that somebody got fired from their workplace because of a social media post that they put on their profile seven years ago. Can you imagine you posted something seven years ago, somebody digs it up and presents it to everybody today, and that suddenly becomes a label for who you are and you get fired as a result. Can you imagine that? I have said some, out like there have been times in my life where I got caught up in this dogmatic idea of what we should and shouldn't say. And I've, I've been caught up in, in having outrage and I've said some things online that I shouldn't have said. In fact, I don't know many people who, who have social media. They've said something or virtue signaled or done something offensive online at some point. I guarantee you this is a common practice where you say something you really don't mean. And if you're smart, you delete it like I did. I completely deleted my personal profile on Facebook because I recognize I've said some dumb things in my life and I really don't want them to be out there in the public. And you, that's the part of human evolution that's so important is the ability to have a dialogue about our own shortcomings, to take responsibility for our mistakes. And, but the consequences don't fit the crime to me. Because you said something seven years ago, you should never be fired. Now, if you're saying them today then that's a different story. If you're saying them today and you're saying them publicly, there should be some acknowledgement that perhaps you need to change and there should be some consequences to that. But should, should you get fired? I don't know. Should you really be fired for saying something that's offensive? Because what society should be built on, in my opinion, is an opportunity for you to grow and change. Should there be punishment? Yes. Do we need to ruin people's lives because of something they say? No, not at all. Now, if it's said with malicious intent, like if somebody came out and said, I want to kill all Jews and I want to kill all, uh, all black people and white people and let's kill them all. Then at that point, you're kind of, you're, you're kind of deliberately asking for trouble because it, it's, it's, it's evident in our society. You shouldn't be saying those things, but I've heard people say, and a good example is, is that, um, you know, there's a difference in IQ between races on average. 
Well, that's generally true. And that, that's not an offensive statement. It's not an oppressive statement. It's an actual fact. And yet people in universities are being fired for making this claim when there's evidence for it. Asians are smart. Yes, that's very true. What's wrong with that claim? And yet people are getting fired. It, so it doesn't make sense to me that we're going to extremes. We're going to extremes in academic, uh, academia. We're going to extremes in political views. We're going to extremes in, um, in, in our places of employment where people are being oppressed. There, our freedom of speech is under attack. And we can't have a dialogue about what's going on. And we can't correct ourselves. If you make a mistake verbally and you say something that's offensive... You should have the opportunity to acknowledge it, to take responsibility for it, and to be able to change your speech so that you can acknowledge the fact that your intention wasn't to offend someone, if it's warranted. But if it's not warranted, you should be able to open it openly and freely have a debate about what you can and can't say. You should be able to talk to somebody and not be afraid to speak because, um, you have a point of view. You have something to say. You have a perspective. And, and I think there should be backlash in our society where we start being offended that people get offended. Now, that, there's one for you. Being offended. What I mean by that is we need to be able to call people out that they're too sensitive. I think there's a place where you go too far. You are too sensitive in our society. And I understand that they're like as a therapist... I, I, I can't express, you know, sympathy or empathy or compassion or understanding more for people than when I am in a room with someone. And if I'm extremely sensitive to almost everything I say and someone on the other side says that they're offended and they're outraged by something that I say, I have to believe that our society is, too, is becoming weak and is becoming oversensitive to everything. We're building a society of weak people. You know, there should be a right to be offended, right? And there should, like, there was a, um, a great clip in Ghostbusters. For those of you who haven't seen the second Ghostbusters, I encourage you to watch this scene. Or you can even YouTube it. There's a point in time where the mayor of New York is speaking to the Ghostbusters. And uh, it, at this point in the scene, um, basically the Ghostbusters are saying there's this ooze that's going on in New York and everybody has to be nice to each other in order for this ooze to somehow, you know, be eradicated because otherwise this ooze is going to take over the city. It's this evil ghost ooze. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of stupid when you call it like that out loud, but there's something that the mayor of New York says that I find to be extremely profound. And it's like seven seconds that he says this. He says, being miserable and treating other people like dirt is every New Yorker's God given right. I'm going to say that again. Being miserable and treating other people like dirt is every New Yorker's God-given right. And I think of that and I just think, God, amen. Amen. And why am I saying that? I'm saying that because being it, it, there, there couldn't be more higher truth for freedom of speech. And freedom of speech is necessary. If you say something that's offensive... And somebody's able to have a respectful dialogue with you about why it's offensive, you may reconsider. But if you make that person out to be the enemy of the state, you can guarantee that you're repressing their anger. 
that they're not going to come to your side eventually. They're going to mutter things under your breath and they're going to be pissed with you. And that energy is going to come back to haunt you. And you just don't know how yet. We are deteriorating society because we're not allowing people to express themselves, to make mistakes, to be able to be human for Christ's sake. We are human. We make mistakes all the time. We have to give permission for people to be ignorant and to try to help them in a way that's that's engaging in dialogue and conversation, not in, in, in ostracizing them, not in being outraged by what they do and what they say, but having a civilized dialogue and a level head about what's going on. That's the only way. That's the only way because otherwise, if you're using force, you're going to make it worse and you're going to press people against their will and that's going to make them angry. There's an old saying that a man forced against his will is of the same opinion still. And I use that all the time when I'm in therapy with a client because they need to know that if I press you against your will, you're not going to change. I need to be able to have a dialogue with you where we can engage in conversation, find common ground and move forward. And if I say something that's offensive to you and you call me out for it, let's talk about it. Let's work through that. Let's try to be understanding. And if you're not being understanding, then you know what? You're going to have to suffer the consequences of not being understanding because you're going to have a hard time getting along with people in the world. We have to have an open dialogue. We have to talk. We have to work together. And if dialogue isn't working, we're in big trouble. And if we're censoring free speech and people aren't allowed to talk and we're like, you see that in, in a marriage, what, what happens in a marriage? In a marriage, if I try to talk to you and I'm married to you, and all you're doing is chastising me for trying to talk to you, and you think that everything I say is offensive, I'm just going to stop talking at some point because we can't find common ground, and I'm trying to be civilized, and if you still think I'm uncivilized just because I use a term like monkeying around or something like that, or I say that's gay, that's crazy. You know, I don't, I, you know, when, when somebody says frat boys are idiots, I laugh because I, I, pfft, I've seen that stereotype. I've seen a lot of stupid frat boys, but I've also seen a lot of us that are very intelligent, that are like myself and are on the Honor Society for Psychology or my best friend who is in honors for law. Like you get people who are very smart and are also part of a fraternity. It's the same thing. You can't sit there and, and, and say and give a blanket statement about things, but you can laugh at the fact that there's a stereotype that goes along with it. You can laugh at yourself. Anyway, I'm getting a little bit off base here, but hopefully I'm driving the point home is that if our society is going to grow and it's going to get better, we have to keep a level head. We have to be able to have dialogue. We can't be outraged and consider everybody enemies who don't agree with us and weren't on the same page. We have to cross bridges. We've got to be able to find that place where we all agree because if we don't, we're in trouble. And, and consider your own outrage. We have to give forgiveness to people. Forgiveness to people who who have made mistakes in the past or even in the present. And the punishment needs to fit the crime. Firing people for things that they say on Twitter does not make sense to me unless they intend on hurting people. If the intention is to be offensive and to hurt people, then you have to make then you have to recognize those statements. Like I never thought that Roseanne Barr should have been fired. Roseanne Barr should have never been fired. That woman's life is ruined. There's a lot of people that are like that, that are like Roseanne Barr. And I'm concerned that our society is going to get to a place where, you know, the only way you're going to win is if you're a victim. And that's not good. 
I don't think victimhood is a way of, of, of increasing rewards in our lives. That's no way to go about it. It's the people who are able to continue to have dialogue even though they're hurt by something. Those are the people I want to talk to. Those are the people who are going to make progress. The people who are hurt but still want to move forward in spite of their pain. Not the people who are going to vocalize how hurt they are all the time by everything they say. No respect for that. No respect at all. All right. So what are three things? Three things we can take away from today, Garrett. Well, the first is if somebody offends you, don't be outraged. Don't lose your mind. Okay? Try to have a dialogue with the person. Gently let them know. If they have respect for you, they will correct themselves. You don't need to be outraged and play the victim to be able to engage in a conversation in which um, you're acknowledged and people understand you. Typically, out of respect, a lot of people will acknowledge what goes on and what goes wrong. Number two is do your best to be able to understand the intention of somebody else. Because intention matters. When you're talking to someone, you want to try and figure out what it is that the essence of what they're trying to say. Because if you can get the essence of what they're trying to say, then you can continue to have a dialogue, even though what they say may not be politically correct. And number three, do the best you can to be able to engage in conversation with people that you disagree with. Because otherwise, we have no freedom of speech. Engage with those people. So that's it for this week. Hope you have a good week. And just remember, as always, real guidance, man, it comes from within. Take care. Enjoy.